Hello, 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 and welcome back to Going for Two with Jack Taylor. My name is Jack Taylor. My name's Hunter Two. And this is, like I said, it's Going for Two with Jack Taylor. Uh, welcome back for week two of the season. We're about to start our second weekend of college baseball of the year. First weekend was so much fun. Um, we're we're going to talk about that a lot. Uh, it didn't necessarily go our way, but it was just so much fun to be back in the stadium and, and seeing all the games back on TV. Uh, for the next few months, this is just going to be like all that I really pay attention to, it seems like. Um, so do you feel the same way, Hunter? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's just so much fun seeing it back all across the country this year with like less restrictions than even last year. Uh, at the beginning of the year, it kind of looked a lot different. So uh, finally, it feels like it's back to normal, and um, there won't be any asterisks at the um, on the championship team for this year. So um, you know, we'll <laughs> we'll uh, we'll just uh, celebrate a, a new year, new regulations, and everything in college baseball. So um, what you got, Hunter? Yeah. Um, we're going to go over the series from last week and go over this week's series against Northern Kentucky. Uh, what's their mascot Mm. again? Uh, the Norse. Kind of like a Viking type deal. Okay. Okay. That's, that's some Skyrim stuff. Um, I don't know why they can't just, uh, call themselves the Vikings. That's racist. Um, and then we're going to end it with our favorite segment. Instagram questions. Yeah, yeah. So I know last week we talked a little bit about all the SEC teams and kind of what we predicted to them to be like, and that's changed a little bit. So we'll also throw that in at the end. But um, before we get started, I want to throw it back to something we did in the last season, and that is going to be movie reviews. So um, every episode we're going to try to start off with movie reviews, and um, this one is actually going to be a Pixar movie that was recommended by uh, by some of the suggestions on Instagram. Um, Hunter, are you still with me? Yeah, I'm still here. I just muted okay. my mic while you were talking. Okay, gotcha. I was just getting like a void on the other end, so <laughs> I just needed I just needed to know you were here. Um, yeah, this is just like us fe- uh, feeling our way through the whole virtual situation. Yeah, I figured um, you were gonna go on for two minutes about this one, so I was like, okay, I'll just lay back, lay back in my chair, and we'll just we'll just ride with this one. Yeah, yeah. So when we posted the thing for suggestions in this one, um, we. <laughs> We got Pixar movies, we got Marvel movies, and Pixar is really where I decided to lean with this one. So we're going to go to Toy Story 3, uh, and there's a particular scene that I have in mind. So um, Lotso and his gang have turned uh, Buzz Lightyear into like a, a like a, the real Buzz Lightyear. So he's no longer a toy, like no longer like friends with all the gang and everything. So he's like a, a dictator type deal. And he's a space and ranger. He's a he's an actual space ranger. He's not a dictator toy. Um yeah, and so then when Woody and the guys, they try to get him back, they accidentally hold the button too long and turn him into Spanish Buzz, and he just becomes really charismatic and hits on Jesse a lot. So mm-hmm. what my, my point is, is when we're watching this movie in English, he turns from English Buzz Lightyear into Spanish Buzz Lightyear. Correct, correct. But you can watch this movie in other languages, mm-hmm. and my mm-hmm. point is, if you're watching this in Spanish... Will Buzz turn into English Buzz? Or will Buzz turn into Super Spanish Buzz Lightyear? And that's my question. I, I've wondered this for years. I, I tweeted at Disney and at Pixar years ago. I never got a response. They I get I guess they just never got around to it. Uh, or they're hiding or they're hiding something. Um, but upon my own research, I have looked into it. Watched them watch this scene in Spanish. And it seems like he goes from like a Mexican Spanish version, like a like a Latin America type thing, to, mm-hmm. to like 
Spain Spanish, like mm-hmm. Vosotros type stuff. So like a different yeah. dialect, as you would say, right? Yeah. He so he he officially does turn super Spanish. super Spanish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is I mean. I don't know if it was my prediction or not. I didn't do the full scientific method on this, but, um, you know, I uh, I was pretty pleased to find out the answer to that. Didn't need Pixar's help. I feel like we could have just booted up Disney Plus and just went and watched it and figured this I mean, one that's out. What, that's what I did, but I, I figured I'd go to the source first. Yeah, yeah. Me where all answers are found, you know. Um, but, yeah, that's, that's it. So that's my movie review. Other than that, it's pretty... Um, I mean, it's it's a pretty unbelievable movie. Like toys find out that I mean, there is a time where they're just not played with anymore, and uh, they kind of feel like this. Dude, loneliness. spoilers! Dude, this movie has been out for days, um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean, it's just like to- toys actually do feel like you know there is there's a day where, where we're not gonna not gonna be needed anymore. So kind of a sad sad end to that one, and they end up. Floating down into the into the fiery pit, and, and they, they all died. Rescued. Mm-hmm. And then somehow they had enough characters for a fourth one. So I don't know. I didn't watch the movie, but anyway. Um, okay, we're gonna have a watch along of Toy Story Four on our Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. We're gonna. You can watch it live via Periscope. Um, <laughs> all right. So let's move into this Long Beach State series. After all of that. <laughs> Okay, so uh, game one, we knew their starter was going to be good, and yeah. he was. Yeah, I, I actually was not able to watch this game. I listened to it on the radio, uh, listened to Jim Ellis and Ron Polk talk through it, and in the first inning, uh, I think Ron Polk saw Luis Ramirez throw one pitch, like just this like sinking two-seam fastball, or maybe it was a sinker, I'm not really sure, uh, just like a pitch with some sink to it, mm-hmm. and he just said, well, Jim, looks like we're not going to get many hits today, <laughs> and he was he was right, I mean, it's obviously it's obvious that he knows what he's talking about. Uh, we get one hit on the day, uh, I think we might have had three base runners, two walks, and that a, sounds right, two walks and a hit, and then the, the hit from Hunter Hines, he got thrown out trying to stretch it into a double anyway, so um, so one where you hit, really miss someone like Riley Self being your first base coach? Yeah, it's where you, where you really miss somebody like Tanner Allen who can stretch an infield hit. Into he would have got a triple right there. Yeah, 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 there you go. But um, in that game, there was not really much positive at all offensively. Um, I mean, literally nothing positive. Uh, we get shut out 3 to nothing. but Landon Sims proves that he's every bit the part of um, a Friday night starter in the SEC. Yeah, um, uh, Landon goes seven innings, uh, lets up five hits. One guy had like four, three of them, and they were like mm-hmm. the flukiest hits of all time. Um, yeah. Ended up with one earned run off of a long home run. Yeah, that's what happens. Home run was the only ball that was squared up the whole day um, against Landon, at least. And then, so Landon really, I mean, seven innings, he proves that he's every bit. Seven innings, Friday 13 strikeouts. Yeah. I mean, yeah. listening to it on the radio was fun. It's like, batters would get up there and already be at an 0-2 count. Mm-hmm. Landon yeah. was making short work of everybody. Yeah. Um, it wasn't like Ethan Small, like yeah, high strikeout he games. He went, he went in 3-2 count. He went seven innings everybody. and had 81 pitches. It's yeah, like, that's just unbelievable. Yeah, like later in the season, we'll be able to stretch that more. Yeah, for sure. And then, um, so I guess that's all we have for game one. It was, it was a, I mean, you get what you expected to out of Landon, kind of confirm that he's your guy there. Uh then you still had some questions about the offense. And, oh, and those I, guess, questions... I guess we have another question. Uh, with the pitching on that game. 
Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Parker uh, does yeah. not appear to be our closer this year. Um, no. Not. Well, he, he wasn't be... he wasn't brought in for a closing position, but uh, I don't want that. Yeah. I mean, he's picking up where he left off in the Texas series last year, um, giving up a long home run. Uh, he, did, he didn't give up a home run in this series. He just gave up a few base hits, and, and they were able to extend the lead pretty quickly. Um, so who did we go to after that? Was it Stone? Oh, we went to Stone, and he made he three strikeouts in one inning. Okay. I mean – Stone Simmons, I, I I don't see him being our closer necessarily, but I mean he he did a good job there late uh, controlling a team that was it built up some momentum. So yeah. um, that's that's positive of him. I think that's all we saw from him that weekend. Mm-hmm. The weekend? Yeah, I think so. Right? Okay, all right. And then um, moving on to game two, I think uh, we see Casey Hunt to start off the series or to start off the game. And first inning didn't look bad, um, but. It got bad pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in the fourth, it, it got pretty rough. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then we move into Preston Johnson, I believe, who mm-hmm. had who struggled Actually, with went Cam walks. Tuller, and uh, he uh, allowed right. three earned runs. Yeah, um, that was not good. Mm-mm. And if you thought, I mean, uh, Friday was bad. Saturday was 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 even worse. I think. Mm-hmm. I think you had a, a few flashes of offense there early. We scored two runs in the first inning. Kind of looked like um, we were gonna just flush the first game and and get back right. And then we end up just just not. We kind of go stagnant again on offense, and um, it left us with more question marks moving into Sunday. But anything else you saw on Saturday that caught your eye? Um, not really. Um, we moved Matt Quarter to center field. Uh, that was a little shake-up in the lineup. Um, Brayland wasn't getting it done. And, uh, yeah, so so we made the switch. Yeah, and that, that was good. I, uh, we'll talk about it a little bit more here in a minute. But it seems like Lamonis is, is being really quick with um, with changes here early in the season. And uh, whether they stick or not, you know, who knows. But uh, Hunter Hines really... had a good game in game two. Yeah. yeah. He had uh, what, what one hit, line? one RBI, one uh, base on balls. And okay. three at bats. Yeah, so. and like I said, he was the only guy that got a hit in the first game too. So, um, I think he he must have hit in all three games. He's the only only guy yeah. to do that. And this one, he actually got a hit and then got thrown out second. So, yeah, that's fun. Fun. Um, <laughs> all right, and then uh, so like I said, Lamona seems to be uh, making changes uh, early in the season. He's not really getting sentimental with anybody. Uh, Kellum Clark, his, we saw him get benched and on the, in the Sunday game. Braylon Skinner, obviously after the Friday game, he gets benched. And um, and Casey Hunt, we're going to talk about this in a minute too, but he's no longer in the starting rotation. So uh, really, really in, like seem to be enjoying these shakeups that Lamonis has. We'll see how they work out, but I'm glad that he's willing to do that. Mm-hmm. So, so I, I guess that's on the game three. Yeah. Uh, so game three, me and you, so far – are right about this guy. Cade Smith comes in and just starts making short, short work of, of these guys. I think he ends with six strikeouts, but he was just getting guys out. He had like a couple single-digit pitch innings. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, he was just flying through this game. And um, how long did he go? Did he go six innings? He went 5.2, and then Brandon Smith came in and let up a run, his only okay. run of the game. Gotcha. There you go. Um, but Cade Smith, I mean, he's – He's a sophomore this year, I guess. He may mm-hmm. be considered like a COVID freshman or something. I really don't Not know. Not exactly sure. There. Rule, okay. Rules yeah, aren't but, real. 
Yeah, but this is going to be his first year of like significant, um, you know, time in games, significant innings, I guess. Um, and he looked to be the part there. I mean, as the Sunday starter, and he may could get bumped up to Saturday guy if if he if he proves himself enough. But right now, the Sunday slot seems seems really good for him. Reminds me of like a Fristo last year. Um, just a young guy that, that seems to be doing well. Yeah. Uh, last year, like late in the season, me and you both kind of got on the Kate Smith train. It was yeah. really kind of random, uh, but we both just kind of want to see him. And uh, he appears to be locked in as one of our starters now. Yeah. After mm-hmm. that so performance. Last, last year, some notable performances for him. I think we're in Vandy game one. You know, he was one of the guys that came in and helped like just – just bridge the bridge the game to to game two. Mm-hmm. Um, just, just Notre keep, Dame game three. And, yeah, Notre no game two. Game two. Uh, yeah. So he just comes in again. Same thing there. Really, just saving our pitching for the next day. Mm-hmm. Um, and Got out just, of the inning fast. Yeah. Like and, it, and and although those innings might not seem important, I mean that's in innings in the college like the college baseball national championship and in a super regional, huge crowds against really good teams. I mean. And it's situations where obviously there's not much pressure, but it still means a lot. If you yeah, do I mean, well. if you go out there and get pulled, that puts the team in jeopardy for game three in both of those instances. Yeah, I mean, there's there's not pressure, and there's also pressure at the same time. I don't know uh, how what the mentality is going into that, but he he did really well every time he went out there. It seemed like um, game three, though. Uh, other than other than uh, Kate Smith, what did you see? Maybe offensively. Um, yeah, our offense arrived. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Cam James, uh, three at-bats, two hits, two runs, an RBI, yeah. one strikeout. Um, in, in this game, he moved to leadoff, so yeah. that was something that we kind of wanted to see, and I guess that's now what we live with. Yeah. Um, so what did we have? We had, Was this lineup that we put on, on here? Was that the... Uh, no, that left? is not the lineup, don't know why yes, that's not showing up but i think the one we put on our script is just the one from pine bluff so it's kind of what we settled on uh over the week mm-hmm. um, and we'll talk about that one in a minute when we talk about the um there but i know we did move cam up to lead off like you said and then mm-hmm. luke hancock was was right behind him in second so it kind of seems like we just shifted everybody up and then yeah. put jaeger jaeger down at fifth yeah and uh, he had two runs in this game yeah like yeah. So he, I think he got on base once on a hit and once on a, yeah, on, two, a on a walk. Two walks. Yeah. So being hitting in front of Matt Quarter uh, seems to be uh, seems to be really good. You know, it's kind of like hitting in front of Luke Hancock last year. Mm-hmm. Um, Matt Quarter hit probably the longest home run I've seen in the dude outside of Nico Cavadas. Um, he, uh, <laughs> I think, hit went four twenty eight, four thirty eight, something, yeah, like, something that. like that. Uh, I mean, flew over the over the lounges and out of the stadium and that was just it was a lot of fun to watch that was our first home run of the year uh followed up by tanner leggett a few innings later and um and if i had told you that tanner leggett would be the first one with multiple multiple home runs in us in the season uh i don't even i don't even, i know i wouldn't have believed you um so that was pretty funny yeah in this game we win uh 12 to 12 to 4 um we got a lot of guys into the game um Hunter Hines, uh, he had he had a good day, um, mm-hmm. which he was in the game already. Von Siebert came in and hit an extremely hard ball. He had the hardest hit ball of the entire weekend uh, yeah. for State. Um, Jess Davis came in and didn't have a bad at bat. Um, Drew McGowan came in and got two hits. 
Like, yeah, and that that was what I mentioned earlier. Um, uh, Kellum Clark gets benched, and Drew McCowan comes off the bench and gets two hits in his place. So Kellum mm-hmm. hitless on the year um, through the Long Beach State Series and the um, Arkansas Pine Bluff game in the midweek. So really some early season struggles for him. And, you know, it's kind of a, maybe like a Josh Hatcher situation from last year. Like we may can just maybe try to bank on him getting uh, getting right later. But at the same time, you know, you really need to get this lineup figured out. Mm-hmm. And having him as a pinch hitter, you know, kind of like an ace up your sleeve, a guy with a lot of experience and a lot of power too. Like he's hitting the ball idea. hard. Like Yeah, I mean, he's, he hit the ball really hard against Pine Bluff, but right to the second baseman, I think, for a double play. Um, like a line out double play, and um, and it's just it's hard to watch because you know this is exactly what was happening with Hatcher last year, and sometimes you get over that and you just start finding holes here and there, but sometimes you don't, and uh, I think uh, Lamonis is making the right choice by just being prepared for that, mm-hmm. um, but also knowing that this guy's really good and he has a lot of experience too. So yeah, um, so behind Cade, uh, Brandon Smith came in and it wasn't great. Uh, kind of seemed like. Back to late season Brandon Smith from last year, where when mm-hmm. he goes in, uh, everyone kind of holds their breath. But I hope that's kind of just early season stuff. Yeah. Maybe. I- I'd really like to have Brandon Smith back up how he was. Because, like, yeah. Brandon sure. Smith was really good. He's a weapon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, um, Brooks Auger came in. I think that's his name. Uh, yeah. He had two strikeouts in the inning, let up one hit. And then uh, Mikey Tepper, which I thought was going to be our closer other than Casey Hunt, um, he came in, let up two hits and a run. Yeah. In one inning. So, I mean, that's the, this is where our fall off is going to be, I think, with having uh, Landon Sims move to the Friday guy. Obviously, it's fun seeing him go out there, seven innings pitched and 13 strikeouts and knowing that he, can, he has more in the tank. But... Um, you know, closing games is going to be tough. We saw, yeah. we saw Parker Stinnett, who was an option for that. We saw um, Mike Tucker, who was an option for that. Andrew Walling, we saw him in the Pine Bluff series. And he has the power to throw, you know, maybe triple digits. And he just didn't seem to have any control. Mm-hmm. Um, Preston Johnson, I don't, I, I know he was never really in contention for the, um, for the, uh, closer job but you know thought he i mean thinking he's going to be pretty valuable and he walks four guys in the in in his appearance against long beach state so yeah it, it's just it was a pretty disappointing week for for pitching um outside of out, Cade outside and of Cade and landon and Stone, um i guess yeah yeah i mean you, you can't say you, anything about three up three com- down complain three about yeah <laughs> yeah for sure um but there's just maybe not disappointing. But there's just a lot of question marks. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's really hard to say that something was disappointing. You know, when you are, you know, you go to uh, you win a game against a, a top twenty five team, um, you you avoid the sweep and everything. I get that. But um, there's just more question marks now than I think there were before. Um, so and then offensively, I, I think game three is more like what you're going to see from us usually. That was Mississippi State hitting at its finest, like. Mm-hmm. Just slapping the ball through through the holes in the infield, um, ground ball after ground ball after line drive after line drive, and then a home run sprinkled in here and there. Um, it's just it, it's a lot of fun. You, you said that multiple clicking. times. That's Mississippi State baseball. It's finest. Yeah, I mean it's it's just it's a lot of fun. I know I said that last year a couple times, and um, you know that's exactly what we got in in Omaha when we were playing our best baseball. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I yeah, want to go back I'm to the moving Landon to starter thing and. A lot of, I think, our greatest, 
like ability last year was if it's a close game, we knew we were going to win it. Like, yeah. Yeah. like it, it never really was in doubt because we had timely hitting and Landon Sims. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we've lost at least one of those this year. I think, yeah. that's, think that's pretty safe to say. And yeah. I'll, I'll really be interested to see how this team is once we get into, like, other than Long Beach State, quality competition. Yeah. I mean, last year I'm just thinking about, like, all the, the cardiac dogs, shenanigans. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it was either we have a lead late and Landon closes it out, or we don't have a lead late and Tanner Allen gets a big take over in the eighth. Like, yeah. That's um, just how it was. Like, and right now, I mean, I know we've played one game where nobody hit, one game where we got blown out, um, and then like, we, we outside of the first game where nobody was hitting, we haven't really played a close game yet. Yeah. So um, we have obviously four games in, we haven't had too many opportunities for cardiac dogs, which mm-hmm. is not not a bad thing. But you know, who's just, who's going to be that guy? Because you know, you have Cam James, Logan Tanner, and Luke Hancock. Because I see the three guys that are going to come into this year like as the leaders of the team. Yeah. Um, and I just I want to know which one of those guys, not necessarily takes Tanner Allen's place, but who's going to be the guy with the clutch gene, you know? Yeah, for sure. Because um, so. there's always been one, it feels like. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you you, you go from um, Brent Rooker to uh, Jake Mangum and Elijah McNamee to, you know, Tanner Allen, and now it's just like there's just a question mark there. So, um which, which it's it's weird for it to be a question mark because they're all really talented, and like yeah, I yeah. guess they've just never had to take that spot because it's they've like, been mean, behind I, them. Yeah, and I know last year, um, Cam James got big hits in big games, and Logan Tanner actually hit walk off at least one. Um, Hancock had L- Luke two. Hancock hit a walk off. Yeah, uh, I mean it's it, I know they they have it in them, but it's like they're gonna have to do a little bit more. Uh, Kellum had last year. big. Yeah, big moment. Everybody that's coming back seems like they've had at least a big moment. Tanner Leggett, goodness, he's not even in the starting lineup yet. Lane I, Lane had, Forsyth uh, saved the no hitter that one time. Yeah, yeah, it was it was a clutch hit for him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love Lane. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, hopefully we don't have to see any cardiac dogs against um, against Northern Kentucky, but I also hoped we didn't need it against Eastern Michigan last year, and we did. Mm-hmm. So, um, or too late. You, know, you, you never know uh, when to expect it, but you know, next week we're going into a stretch where we face Southern Miss, followed by a series with Tulane, and then a small series with Texas Tech. So um, probably going to need it sometime there, and you're going to have to establish mm-hmm. an identity either before that or during that because come SEC play, if you go in there without an identity and all these question marks that we have right now, that's when you're going to get the rug swept out from under you, and yeah. um, and it's it it'll it'll really pick up quickly. I know going uh, one and two in the first series of the season, you know, it's really not a big deal, and there was a lot of overreactions. But you do need to like learn from it very quickly. Um, so really really excited to see this weekend us just get three pretty dominant wins and maybe try to figure out who who our big time hitters on this team are going to be. Yeah. Um. So I guess that takes us into this game. Um, yeah. We have our pitching rotation out. They tweeted it out. Um, yeah. Uh, who do you think was a Friday night starter? Well, Friday at 1 p.m. starter. Uh, I'm probably going to go Pico Cone. Nope. Um, still the night is coming to a stadium near you at 1 p.m. Um, mm-hmm. Still of the afternoon. Still of the afternoon. Um, and 
I love that. And then our Saturday starter is Preston Johnson. Um, beef. Beef. <laughs> Big boy. And then uh, game three, as we said, we're going to stick with Cade Smith. Um, kind of thought maybe he would get bumped up to Saturday, but that's that was probably a little little too quick with that assumption. Um, maybe by the end of the year, but who knows. Yeah. We'll probably um, get somewhere where we can kind of like give him a day and then he can take like the extra day rest and yeah. go. Yeah. But there's probably no reason. ACC that. series that starts on a Thursday, then we can kind of <laughs> switch it out, switch it around the next week. Um, but yeah, Landon Sims to Preston Johnson to Cade Smith. And uh, so Preston Johnson will get his starting debut, I think. I don't think he started a midweek last year. Um, I, don't, I don't think so. One thing yeah. that we did forget to talk about in the Pine Bluff game Jackson Fristo. Yeah. Looked yeah great i know the team is horrible but he threw strikes yeah and that's that's really the main thing and he threw strikes after we had a huge first inning mm-hmm. which we had a 30 I mean, minute I inning i know it sounds silly but i mean it, that that seems to affect that's growth especially um yeah because we had a nine inning or nine run inning against auburn last year and he came out and walked the first two batters he saw yeah um and honestly with a huge lead like that you don't need to paint corners like mm-hmm. you just need to go in there and and throw strikes, let your defense work. And um, he gave up one big hit, I think. It was a home run to that a guy just, like, ran into. And, um, yeah, I, I don't care. I don't care. You give out one home run in a in an appearance. You know, obviously the offense was able to cover him there. They weren't able to cover got, Landon Sims the other our, day. Our starters had the Peyton Plumley uh, effect. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> just one big one. But at the end of their outing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not, not in the first inning. No. Or the, the leadoff hitter. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, the, from the Pine Bluff game, I know we did, we kind of brushed over that because there's not really much to talk about. Uh, but Andrew Walling was, was concerning, um, but we did get to see Pico Cohn for the first time, uh, mm-hmm. and he, he seemed he seemed good. Yeah, um, yeah. seems for real. So, yeah. yeah. And uh, it was fun seeing, you know, Jess Davis from UAB, uh, him come in and get a couple hits. I think there's, they were his first hits of the – of his career here, um, and then Tanner Leggett kind of, kind of solidified himself as um, as a potential. I mean, anywhere that he wants to play, potential mm-hmm. shortstop, second baseman, any outfield, outfield position. position. Um, DH, and and I think the the most likely spots for him would be second base or um, center field. Uh, I I think second base is probably the most likely because R.J. Yeager is struggling early, but. Um, who knows? I, I really, I'm really excited to see where we land with him because um, he seems too valuable to just be coming off as a pinch hitter. But at the same time, seems like the perfect guy to be a pinch hitter. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> so I really, I really don't know where to put him. But that's really all that we had for the Pine Bluff series. Ends in seven innings, and um, there's really, I don't, I don't want to put too much stock in what we did to this high school team. So. Jeez, that's rough. Okay, so <laughs> we talked about uh, this. Uh, this lineup and we kind of i think it's literally the lineup that we had against pine bluff but yeah, we assume this this will be the lineup that we get going into this game the series yeah uh cameron james leading off then we have uh luke hancock second uh logan tanner batting third hunter hines dh batting fourth rj yeager batting fifth matt corridor batting sixth brad cumbus seventh drew mcgowan uh starting in right field at eighth mm-hmm. and then lane forsyth at ninth and yeah i could see lane getting dropped for uh 
Tanner Leggett. I, I really yeah. could. I, I kind of thought that was a ridiculous you know, thought the other day. But then Tanner Leggett made some crazy plays at shortstop. Yeah. So, uh, played, made two really, really, really stellar plays. So, I, th- I still think Lane gives you the edge defensively. And I, I think you need to stick with the best defensive shortstop that you have. But if Tanner Leggett can continue to improve there, and um, then obviously you would take that, take him over Forsyth, who, I mean, I love him, but he's batting like 200. So, um, I mean, I just. Just like you can't take an automatic out with Kellum Clark the first three games, you can't take an automatic out, especially from your shortstop. I mean, they're mm-hmm. supposed to be able to produce. So The bat um, just we'll comes all those bat different. Yeah, just horribly. It just doesn't um, touch it. I love Lane. Love Lane. It just stays on his bat. <laughs> um, the catcher just grabs it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so moving into um, the Northern Kentucky Viking or. The Norse, excuse me. Um, maybe they should listen to my advice and just become the Vikings. Um, <laughs> so, if you thought we had a bad opening weekend against uh, um, Long Beach State, you should have seen Northern Kentucky and East Tennessee State. Um, East East Tennessee State gets the sweep. Home run, you right? Kentucky. Yeah, that's what I hear. Um, nope. And then. Um, the scores 12 to 7, 12 to 4, and 14 to 3. So, Northern Kentucky's pitching has given up double digits in every game they've played. Um, and uh, from the looks of it, they're going with the same starting rotation this week. Um, so, expect three Cy Young Award winners. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 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 And, uh, no, I mean, maybe a Jacob deGrom, perhaps. Yeah. Maybe so. Their pitching staff seems to be pretty terrible. Their starters, uh, have given up runs in either the first or second inning of all three. How about of those you say their uh, Friday night starter's name? Um, looks like his, his name is he's a right-handed pitcher named Klingenbeck, and then uh, Saturday is Saturday is a left-handed pitcher named Girl. <laughs> I'm not making this up. And then uh, Sunday starter is Sackenheim. So they're all on the all-name team, but they will not. I'm going to get a girl jersey. They're not going to sniff the the All American team, um, so they're they're starting pitching's bad. Looks like their relief pitcher their relief pitching is even worse, um, and I'm not even sure you can find a bright spot on this team. Um, if you could, it would be their shortstop. Looks like Traven Moss is their their um, their knight in shining armor uh, offensively. He got five hits in the first weekend, three doubles, one home run, and um, he just looks like a pretty big dude he's like six three something mm-hmm. um almost 200 pounds like looks like a big guy looks like an athletic shortstop um but yeah if that probably look like hitter. javier baez against us yeah probably so um <laughs> like a really short latin american guy um, <laughs> oh wait yeah <laughs> oh yeah uh, he'll probably Maybe look like uh fernando tatis oh yeah that's him Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, Traven Moss, like I said, looks like the only guy on the team worth mentioning offensively. But uh, so they'll probably have Babe Ruth. Um, mm, batting Babe second. Ruth had, had trouble with the curve, considering curveballs were frowned upon um, Does, in in that era of baseball. <laughs> so, so you have Landon Sims versus Babe Ruth. Uh, Ten at bats. How many strikeouts does Landon Sims have? Um, one, because after that. 
Babe Ruth burns him at the stake for being a witch. <laughs> You're not allowed to throw a hundred miles an hour. <laughs> now it doesn't even get a full strikeout. He just throws one pitch and gets gets effectively canceled um, <laughs> in that in that era. Um, yeah. So honestly, that's all I have. Uh, we're gonna do our predictions for this series after we mention a little bit about the SEC. But as you can tell. Um, we're, we're definitely taking a step down in competition from the Long Beach State Series. Uh, we're taking the Ole Miss route and just scheduling the worst team we could possibly find. <laughs> Jeez. Um, but at least we're sprinkling in some competition uh, elsewhere. They don't face a ranked team until SEC play. So, mm-hmm. um, granted, they do start SEC play with Auburn. So, I mean, what are you talking they still about? won't they, face a ranked they team. The, they, they play the, gi- the fighting John Rice Plumleys. Oh, yeah. They're definitely ranked. And Jonas um, Pumley did not get a waiver from the NCAA to play baseball after he's been to the school for two weeks. I, he, what did he expect? I, he I expect, don't know. He probably, That's expected, not how... he probably expected to get a waiver from the NCAA after only being enrolled for two weeks. I, you know, that that seems right. Yeah, that's probably like, what he expected. Like, you know, I wouldn't expect to play spring ball if I transferred in the spring. <laughs> yeah, I mean... That, that'd, that'd be crazy. Um, but anyway, so looking back at this week, Ole Miss, like I said, they, they um, played a pretty pretty terrible competition in Charleston Southern, but they looked really, really good. Tim mm-hmm. Elko um, hit at least two bombs this weekend, now on two healthy ACLs. Um, Glad to see they're not holding him back. Yeah. Uh, uh, and I didn't even see who else produced. I, I'm pretty sure everybody did. They were playing Charleston yeah. Southern. Mm-hmm. Um, so they looked really good. Got the Dunhurst got, a, got mid- a home run, I think. Oh, really? He gets yeah. a midweek. They get a midweek win as well. So no, they're four. Wood start- that had two home runs. Gross. Okay. Wow. <laughs> Man. Uh, they get uh, their four and to start the year. Tennessee gets a big series win. Um, or get, gets the sweep. Uh, who are they playing? I have no clue, but they have a dude throwing 104 in midweek. Yeah, Tennessee has a has a pitcher, midweek pitcher throwing 104. So, but by the time SEC play starts, um, if he has control, which it seems like he does, we will probably be seeing him a lot. He just threw um, a little 98 mile per hour one, just to just to mess around. Threw a, threw a 93 <laughs> mile an hour changeup, which is unbelievable. Just to feel um, something. Yeah. Um, Another team that looks really good, LSU. I think they scored something like 50 runs. A million this, runs. Yeah, um, in their first three games. Um, but then they so lost to La Tech. Which, yeah, I mean, I mean, that's a good team. Yeah, it's a good team. Maybe maybe just not as much depth from this LSU team pitching-wise. Um, yeah, that's that's really your first sign when you start losing midweeks. Um, but granted, like I said, it is a good team, a team that hosted a regional last year. But still, uh, you just you would like to win all your midweeks because that just kind of shows that as an SEC team, you have enough pitchers to start more than just three games. Braden um, Jobert has, is batting 583 and has three home runs. Wow. There you go. <laughs> Jeez. Um, and so after the first week, I know LSU did lose that midweek, but we're still going to include them in the top tier of the SEC. It's looking like Ole Miss, Tennessee, and LSU have kind of separated themselves and, and – um, to, to be on the top, and then State, Vandy, and Arkansas. Um, and that, it might be a little bit of a bias from us putting State in this uh, category, but we're also putting Vandy here, who also mm-hmm. lost their series. 
Um, you know, we all dropped at least one game. Us and Vandy lost the series. Um, but I think we're the, the lower tier. Like, there's still a lot of potential. We see the flashes of it. We just have to put it all together. And then below us is Georgia, Auburn, A&M. That's another tier. And then below them is pretty much everybody else. Um, Florida uh, get, loses the series to um, Liberty and then almost loses to the fighting Scotty DeBrules, as you call them. Um, I'm not even sure if Jack- it was them. But <laughs> I don't care. It was no, one of no. the small. Was it no, them? Jackson. No, actually, Jacksonville beat Florida State in a mid Oh, yeah. Uh, so they actually did get it. It was like I- Stetson and Florida A&M or something. No, it wasn't a and oh, yeah. It was something, but it was like gross. Yeah. yeah, but, I mean, Florida, I mean, they break attendance records at their stadium and then end up losing the series anyway. So, oh, yeah, they almost um, lost to North Florida. Ooh, that's tough. Um, so not a great start for Florida. I, I like I, I know we mentioned last week that Kevin O'Sullivan always seems to get them ready at uh, the end of the year. They're not too far removed from a national championship, so I know they're a good team, but they just they need to prove that. Is Florida can... the Texas of college baseball? Many like, people are asking if like Texas is like 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 you know Texas always high like in preseason polls, and then Florida comes in and then just. Loses. I mean, they're be- they're becoming that, but Florida, I mean, doesn't have like a bunch of championships from way back when. Oh yeah. So, a little different, but I mean, currently, I think there's just a lot of comparisons there. Um, but before we get into the Instagram questions, we do want to give our series predictions. And last week, I predicted a sweep of Long Beach State, which didn't happen. You predicted us to win two out of three, which didn't happen. So it's basically happened. Um, we were both equally wrong. Um, so, um, yeah, so, uh, I'm gonna let you give your prediction for the, uh, Northern Kentucky series first. Um, uh, sweep. Mm-hmm. And then give me your... State. Um, yeah. just, just have to clarify that one. And, yeah. and... give me Matt Quarter. Matt Quarter? Okay. Mm-hmm. You think he hits multiple home runs this week? Nope. This weekend? Nope. Nope. Just like eight hits. Okay. All right. I think, um... Uh, Logan Tanner will go yard for the first time this weekend. Um, he's going to be my guy, and then I'm going to say all, I'm going to also say that we sweep. So I think Logan Tanner gets multiple home runs. Maybe throws out some poor soul that tries to steal. Um, and uh, yeah, so Logan Tanner's my guy, and then um, a sweep. And I'm I'm really excited to see how Preston Johnson uh, how how deep he can go in a start, how he looks as a starter, and see if he can control the walks a little bit. And beef. And beef. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so thank you again, everybody, for listening. Now we're going to get into some Instagram questions, uh, and thank you for that as well. Uh, without that, you guys, we would not have our favorite segment of the entire show uh, each and every week. So I have a few from a few different people, um, a lot of the same usual faces. So if you're listening to this and you haven't asked an Instagram question ever or haven't asked one in a while, Please take time um, whenever we post a prompt for questions or just any time throughout the week, uh, any time that you want to um, ask a question, please do so, and we will answer it here and give you a little shout-out as well. Yeah. So and the first one... It can be about anything. does yeah, not honestly, have to be about college baseball. No, at all. And as long as it's, um, you know... At I least moderately really funny. Ne- yeah, and there's no real um, protocol here. You can just ask anything. Um 
we, we will help you with your homework if you need us to. Um, all right, first game, or first question, excuse me, from Football Gym 17. We've got not really a question. Okay, that's the only protocol. It has to be a question. Mm-hmm. Skip. Um, Courtney Purvis, first question. Uh, uh, you get in a fight and need to, need backup. What three players are you calling? Lotan. Landon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Luke Hancock. Those are, Experience. Those are good ones. So, um, I would say Logan Tanner. Um, uh, Brad Cumbus, probably. Um, and maybe... Um, Von Siebert? Yeah, if I needed somebody with a cool name. Um, give me... Yeah, I guess Landon Sims. I mean, I, I really wouldn't... I, I was trying to think of somebody else, but I wouldn't take anybody else over him. Um, give me Preston Von Siebert and Landon. <laughs> big boys mm-hmm. uh, alright next question from Courtney best thing about springtime besides baseball um, uh, the weather when it's good yeah I mean when it's not pouring down rain the when, weather it's, is when awesome. the weather isn't bad it's so good yeah and it's, it's weird to say I know exactly what you mean mm-hmm. but, um yeah, and then the, all right. So next question is from Frederick. Uh, when does Leggett get his opportunity to start at shortstop? What do you think? Could be Saturday. Could be Friday. Yeah, we we might see it this weekend. Uh, I I'm still on the train of you want your best guy defensively to be at shortstop, um, and that seems to be Lane Forsythe now. But like I said earlier, um, Leggett is is working his way up there. So yeah, a couple more plays like he had on um, on Tuesday, and just keeps taking advantage of these opportunities. At some point, I, I, I think you have to let him try. Yeah. Um, next question, will Kellum be on the bench this weekend? I think he will be the start of the weekend. You think? Yeah, I, I think Drew McGowan's been too good. Yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be hard to take him out of the lineup. He gets, he's gotten two hits, I think, in, in both games that he's been, been mm-hmm. able to have multiple at-bats. So, <clears throat> yeah, I, I think Drew McGowan will start. Uh, Kellum Clark is going to have to get it done off of a pinch hit, um, kind of like he did last year. I mean, he didn't start. He didn't, he never played until midweeks and um, just happened to get a pinch hit appearance uh, and started out with a lot of strikeouts last year too. So, I mean, it, it, maybe it, it's just the Kellum Clark experience. Yeah, you just have to you just have to keep trying until just keep throwing him at the wall until he sticks, I guess. Um, all right, so. Sherry Taylor asks, what activities, organizations uh, have you been a part of in your time at State? What you got? No, I'm not at State anymore. But, I'm graduated. What What were you a part of? Okay, I'll answer that one. Um, I wasn't in any organizations. Okay. Um, like, a lot of my years were taken up by COVID, so that was kind of fun. Uh, so so like the second semester of my sophomore year and then my junior year was all and then i graduated in the uh fall of 21 so yeah that one was still kind of impacted but i mean i had a good time had like Mm -hmm. honestly the best time ever so mostly just went to games and 
Yeah. I guess I, mean, I guess going, I did this little podcast one time. Going to games and the podcasts have, have been really good. You played Ultimate Frisbee before I got. There. Yeah, like maybe your yeah. freshman played, year. Played Frisbee there, freshman year. Some yeah. boys. Um, me. Well, was a good time. I, yeah, I mean, uh, I guess the podcast. Uh, got getting involved at First Baptist has been good. Uh, gone on a couple mission trips with them, so that's been fun. But um, at Jones, I played a lot of intramural sports. But I didn't play any. I haven't played any at state. So um, there you go. But then uh, two or, questions here. Aren't you an, an ambassador an, or something? I am an ambassador. I give tours of the biochemistry I'm gonna labs. Come, I'm, I'm, I'm going to come and get a tour from you. Please do. <laughs> I was given a tour the other day, and there was a random classroom number on there that I've never been to before. I go up there, and it's the amphibians lab. And there's just, like, huge, like... I don't know what you call them, like aquarium type things with just tarantulas and. I think um, those are called terrariums. Terrariums. They have tarantulas and amphibian, like like, um, little salamanders and stuff that were like, like eighteen inches long, like huge salamanders, and they have free access to the counter space in the labs, like. They can just go in and out of their cages. The salamanders can. The tarantulas. Okay, not I was so very worried. I was like, yeah, I'm, um, I'm calling the cancel my. Yeah, so. <laughs> my no, they really weren't crawling or all around. Um, they uh, they were in they were all in cages, uh, I guess. But uh, pretty pretty terrifying stuff there. All right, and then two questions here uh, from an anonymous source um, named Jack Taylor. Uh, should ML- Jack? It's a weird name. <laughs> should MLB ban the shift? Uh, no, we get better. Yeah, uh, we saw Joey Gallo um, complaining today about the shift. He's like, how am I expected to, to hit home runs and doubles when, uh, or how am I supposed to hit like for high average when all, I, when all I can do is hit home runs or something like that? Like he couldn't, he can't get base hits anymore because defense has gotten too good. Um, yeah, just get better and learn how to hit right-handed because the shift don't work um, against right-handed batters. And then that just next be a question. Switch hitter. <laughs> yeah, just just completely change your game. Mm-hmm. Um, should college baseball ban Apple watches? Okay, so so I guess I'll do the little intro on this one. Um, so so the so our good friends, the Vandy boys up there in Nashville, um, mm-hmm. little school, small stadium, they, they pack it out though. They they really care about their baseball program. Um, so, so so as always, they're just ahead of the game as always, and um, they now have uh, a system where every player on the field wears a little display on their wrist, mm-hmm. and and to make it easy, say say it's like an Apple Watch, but it only displays like I think it's like nine numbers or letters, so 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 that's on every player, pitcher, catcher, outfielders, infielders, everyone. Um, and then yeah. the pitching coach is in the dugout keying in stuff. And it gives the defenders where they need to be like in the shift. It tells mm-hmm. the pitcher and catcher there's no communication between the pitcher and catcher. Yeah. All, all some wild stuff. Should that be banned? Um, I think so. I, I think so, too. I, I mean, I understand like that... If you don't have that, you're gonna have a wristband that essentially tells everybody the same stuff. Um, 
but in my mind, and this may be like a boomer take or whatever, like in my mind, there's something just like awesome about baseball is that the fact that it's like still pretty primitive, mm-hmm. um, like just calling out your own signs, having signals for them and everything. That's why I like college football more than the NFL. Yeah. I mean, there's no headsets, you know? Yeah. Um, Which, I'm not I even, mean, you can even do headsets in college. Like yeah. headset isn't bad. At least you still have to do the signals to all your guys. Yeah, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not even a big fan of catchers having headsets. Which, like Logan Tanner, I've seen, he has a little wire that goes into his ear, and he's getting signals from the dugout. I'm not a big fan of that either. So I know it's like there's there's stuff that State does too that I'm not a, a huge fan of. But um, honestly, I mean, props to Vanderbilt, I guess, for for finding a loophole. I don't know. Um, I mean, it's not banned yet, so you might as well take advantage. Yeah, of it. it just it um, just got added into the rules that you can have it. Um, yeah. My thing is, it, it doesn't seem like it would be that hard. Like, like you know, I work with data and everything. It doesn't seem yeah. that hard to make it import all of the spray data. And, and, you know, a team like Vanderbilt has so much data on every team. You could do yeah. it by uh, pitch. You could do it by location. And then you could get spray charts for even that. So yeah. wouldn't wouldn't they be able to, like, perfectly shift into their spray chart by a thing and like the coaches don't even have to look at a piece of paper because it could just be on a spreadsheet and it would all be done doesn't seem that hard that may be like a a, a tinfoil hat guy but yeah it would not be that hard i could do it yeah and listen so i know um like vanderbilt it recruits at a really high level. They've put a lot of really good baseball players into Major League Baseball. But if I'm a Major League scout and I, I see that Vanderbilt's players are just like mindlessly just following this Apple Watch around, like, I don't know if I would draft... The pitcher and catcher don't even, like... They don't call their own... They don't call their own pitches. And, like, you can't tip it off because the defense has already shifted, like, to every single pitch, which I know they already do with their towels that they wave. But, like, geez, it yeah. just seems like a lot. And, like, college pitchers already aren't being drafted, like, or catchers because yeah. they're having to come in and get taught at the age of 21 when you could just yeah. get someone in high school that has learned just as much. Yeah. Like, so, pitchers I mean, at I Ole Miss just, don't just, get to pick their own pitches ever. It's yeah. like, and that's something I really love about Mississippi State's pitching uh, is that, you know, pitchers come in and they are in charge of their game. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I mean, and Landon or Logan Tanner has a huge part in that too. I mean, being able to call he a calls game great is, games is is a huge deal for a catcher, um, and he's one of the best at it, as far as I can tell. So, I mean, Vanderbilt. I mean, it's just like setting their players up for like just immediate success, and then after that, they're just going to be basically freshmen going into the going into the MLB because they they just. I don't know. I mean, I, they, they again, didn't learn that part of the game, which yeah. swing which bat is, at ball and pitch ball at glove is the easy part. Like those are your born talents, you know. Like, yeah. and I but mean, the whole game managing whole new, part of it is is different. And it's and it's a part of baseball that you know if you expect to have any success in at this level, right? I mean, at, in the next level in the MLB, analytics are everything, mm-hmm. and you're gonna have to understand it. You're not gonna. Because I, I guarantee you, after the Red Sox and Astros have been, 
you know, crucified for the Apple Watches in that in the MLB, I guarantee you this is not going to be implemented in Major League Baseball. Yeah, the MLB's so, um, voted to not allow it. Like yeah, so they they tried. I, yeah, so these I don't players really doing know why the NCAA allowed it. Honestly, probably because Vandy was promise, like, please. Yeah, I promise you, like this. If Mississippi State starts doing this, I will have the same take. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I don't. It's not that it's Vanderbilt. It could be Dallas Baptist or Oregon State, whoever. Like I don't care. Cal it's not State, just, San Diego. Yeah, North Carolina State. Um, so it it really doesn't matter. I don't care who it is. I I just don't think. I just think some level of like I said that primitiveness of baseball um, needs to stay there. And I get sign stealing is a big deal, but. And, and their excuses for the pace of play. would, And I don't think the pitchers are what's making the pace of play bad. Yeah, you're right. I don't know. That's that's just me. It's know. batters. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's batters yeah. doing their batting gloves for 50 minutes a game. Yeah. But anyway, um, looks like that's going to wrap us up for Instagram questions. That was, that was and a little fun for, one right there. <laughs> yeah, and for the show. Um, one fun thing, Hunter and I actually spun a wheel over 200 and. 90 times um like to 220 narrow down. times i think oh really okay <laughs> i don't know how many so teams there are we Something narrowed like it that. down uh, we we spun and eliminated each team that we landed on until we got down to a final one and that's going to be the team that we have to cheer for alongside mississippi state all year long um hunter got a got a fun one i got a pretty chalk one but kind of kind of ironic um so hunter who was your team that you landed on i got well let me let me make sure i get this one right i Okay. I completely forgot there a mascot. Let's see. Jack, it didn't bring up their team. It's not Cal State, is it? No, it's not. Cal UC State. San Diego. Oh, it's UC San Diego. That's it. Yeah. UC San Diego, and I, after eliminating every other team. Landed on North Carolina State, the rightful national champions of the 2021 season, um, even though they had a depleted pitching staff and nine players, um, they were definitely going to beat us in the national championship yeah. series. I, I got um, my boys, the UC San Diego Tritons. Mm-hmm. Just came up from D2, ready to rumble. I mean... Mm-hmm. I mean... Uh, yeah, I'm gonna have to figure something out about this team. Um, I probably won't, but it looks like most of their games are on ESPN Plus, so I'll randomly watch every single one of them and begin yeah. to love this team. And I'll probably buy a sh- T-shirt. There you go. I like it. Uh, like I said, North Carolina State's my team. Um, and I, they had a hot start to the season, um, proving that they were the rightful national champions, uh, as far as I'm concerned. Um, and. <laughs> As a huge Mississippi State fan who's been waiting for a national championship my whole life, I think national. I think North Carolina State deserved it. Um, and then Tommy White comes in, for a true freshman wasn't even on the the team last year, so he's not a national champion like his teammates are. Um, and he hit three home runs in his first college game, and then two home two other home runs throughout the weekend. Um, so five home runs in his first college weekend. That's my first baseman. Um, and uh, really hope to, to see the Wolfpack get off to a hot start with the best media team in the country. Um, uh, the the they have Tritons beat USC. 
Like Southern California? Yeah. When? Uh, like this week? Then <laughs> a oh. midweek? Six okay. to two. Yeah. Fire yeah, up obviously, Titans. Obviously, I'm joking about the whole national championship thing. The only national champion in that dugout is the cameraman, uh, Joe Williams. And, um, yeah. He's he so was, good. Uh, he was... He was the camera guy for the media guy for Mississippi State last year who created all the hype videos and everything. He now has a job with the Wolf Pack. Really proud of him. Um, and him. Uh, yeah. If you go the watch program. their videos, they feel eerily like last year. Yeah, wonder why. <laughs> um, anyway, that's all we have for today's episode. Uh, we hope we got you ready for this upcoming series against Northern Kentucky. Hopefully we allowed you to, uh, to learn more about the team and help you flush the first uh, weekend away uh, with some good news and some bad news along the way. Um, but thank you again for listening. Thank you for the Instagram questions. Keep them coming and keep coming back each week to learn more about this Mississippi State baseball team as we go throughout the season. Um, like I said, that's all we got, and we'll see you next time on Going for Two with Jack Taylor. Is it the look in your eye, or is it this dancing juice? Who cares, baby? I think we're gonna sweep the noise. Nolan McCracken. Nolan McCracken. I barely know her. <laughs>